Welcome to the Couragepreneur Podcast. The podcast for people who want to be more resilient in life and business by developing their courage muscle to live life, love life, and be their absolute best. Now, let's go live to your host, Pix Jonathan. Welcome to the Couragepreneur podcast. I'm super excited because I've got the awesome Rachel Beck as our second guest episode. So thank you and welcome, Rach. How are you? I'm good, Vix. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to do this with you. Thank you. Oh, fantastic. And for those that don't know Rachel, um, you probably should because she's an amazing lady. She's an international award-winning photographer and she now, from the lens, she goes to the, the keyboard and she's changed from photography, which is a passion of hers, into writing. And she's got an amazing book, Finding Your Way When Life Changes Your Plans. So we'll touch on a bit about that. But what we'll do, and Rach is from Des Moines, Iowa. I'm tuning in from Sydney. And, you know, I just love the fact that we connected via LinkedIn, didn't we, Rach? Yeah, long time ago. I know, I know. Yeah, and you had me on your interview. We went live and now I'm paying the, the compliment and privilege back. So thanks so much, Rach. So what I'll do is just start off by asking a few questions all based around courage. We are the Couragepreneur podcast. So what does courage mean to you, Rach? Courage is everything to me, Pix, because without courage, I wouldn't be here today. Uh, Courage to survive life or death situations. Courage to get back on my feet when there's times that I didn't think it would be possible. Courage is everything to me. It's what has kept me going. Sometimes, you know, we find it really difficult to dig deep. And then sometimes we have to dig deeper, which, you know, to pull ourselves back up again. Yeah. And everybody's overcome adversity and abuse or tragedy and trauma and, you know, yourself included. Um, So what was one time, it's great to hear people's highlights and how they've got through things, but what was one kind of low light when you were feeling less than courageous? You kind of didn't know where to turn or what to do. Um, I have two, two times. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I remember doing it was, um, it was the day after I miscarried. Mm-hmm. And I had been in the hospital all night, you know, been up all night, traumatic event. The next day I was in bed. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is a make or break moment for me. You know, part of me didn't want to get out of bed. Part of me wanted to stay there because the grief and the trauma was so, it was so deep. It was wearing my body down. I was exhausted because, you know, medical complications. And it took that courage to swing my foot over the side of the bed. Mm-hmm. And I had had family staying with us at that time, which ended up being a positive thing because they were very loving and compassionate. That was one huge moment. Mm-hmm. I said, if I didn't do it then, I didn't know picks. I mean, I was heartbroken. Mm-hmm. It really was heartbroken. Um, I've had two other moments, which were make or break moments. I was almost drowning in the bottom of the ocean a couple of years ago. I had fallen off like some rocks, like the ones you have in the background. Mm-hmm. And the current was extremely strong. And my mother and cousin were watching this all unfold. We were on vacation and I had gotten pulled down into a vortex. And so imagine like kind of like this and your body's 
Yeah, up and down. And the first time I came up, caught my breath, was like, I'm going to be okay. And then it happened again. And I had to go with the current, which was so strong. And I'm a very strong swimmer. Um, I was holding on to the rocks. I was getting cut up. There was blood, you know, and I'm, I was fight or flight. Yeah. Heck yeah. Right. So then I got sucked down a third time. And at that point, I was holding onto rocks. My my legs were swinging into a cave. And I knew that if it was like underwater cave, I knew if I let go, that would be it. And I felt peaceful. I felt calm because the ocean's my favorite place in the world. And instead of I'm going to die, this is the place for me to die. But something said kick one more time. So I used courage. I kicked one more time. I put my hand out. And at that moment, one of my aunt's really good friends had run down the rocks and saved me. But it took, I, it was courage. Wow. Wow. And it just shows that, you know, the time when you've just faced absolute loss and grief with losing your, your bubba and then, you know, facing basically death in the eye um, and you still had the courage to put one foot in front of the other and keep going. And that's what this podcast is all about. It seems giving hope and inspiration to people that no matter where you are, how low you are, the, the pain and the hurt and the suffering that you're going through, you can just simply do one thing and put one foot in front of the other. So thanks so much. So um, what, um, yeah, it, it's just, there's so many synergies, Rach. Like I personally had well fairly good pregnancies. I had two, but my mum lost four bubbers. And, you know, that was in the time when they were just whisked away and no name, no grave, no nothing. So she physically lost, you know, a growing human. And, yeah, just to, to have that to go through would be so tough and, and I can kind of sympathise with you and empathy, but... Yeah, I just can't experience that loss of a loved one. Like, you know, I've lost both my parents, but to lose your own, it's just so it tragic. Mm. It was the first, you know, three weeks, you know, the first three months, yeah. you know, 11 weeks. It was very difficult. Yeah. And it's something that um, I'm trying to be an advocate for. I'm trying to be a voice for to for the infertility, the mm-hmm. community, because they need a voice. Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. And you are such a beautiful, passionate, strong voice and you've got a great following on LinkedIn. And as I said, that's how we connected. So now turning it around, Rach, what's one time when you were feeling really courageous? It's a very powerful story. Okay. It's not a happy story either. (laughs) In fact, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, After everything I'd gone through with the infertility and the miscarriage, um, I had tried the adoption route. Mm-hmm. where I had gotten the call, got on the plane, went, fell in love with the baby. And this all happened in a 24-hour period mm-hmm. and, and lost the baby. It was a failed adoption. And, you know, drove home because I couldn't get back on the plane with an empty stroller, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That was a make-or-break moment for me again because I had already, you know, miscarried. Then it was the adoption. It took, I gave myself some time, you know, it was like not walking into the empty nursery, you know, shut the door, didn't go in there for a month and then donated donated everything to women's shelter and the furniture to our friends for having a baby. That took a lot of courage. Mm -hmm. I really, I didn't know. I didn't know if I could do it again, Pix. 
Mm. I truly didn't know. Um, it was deeply, it was a deeply traumatic experience because the situation around it, um, there's a lot that happened in 24 hours. It's the highs and lows. Absolutely. Yeah. Emotions. So that changed me forever in that experience. And I needed to dig deep again. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Thank you for being so raw and honest and transparent. And again, I just want to instill in people that that's what this podcast is going to be about. Like I've got goosebumps. It's drilling down to those tough conversations like the suicide, the the loss, the death, the grief, um, facing bankruptcy, all those really tough conversations because I think, no, I don't think, I know in times such as these, leaders such as yourself and myself, we need to we need to step up and be that beacon of hope and light and courage for people. So thank you for being so honest and, and raw and sharing that because I know, you know, the pain never goes away. It may lessen a little, but the pain never goes away. Yeah, so here's to courageous rate. Well done, beautiful. Yeah, and I like to um, keep things quite simple. So I've got a courage acronym, so the seven letters of the word courage. And so um, how do you, the first letter is C, how do you best connect and communicate with others, Rach, either be personally or professionally? Having the conversations. Yeah. Building the real relationship. Nothing makes me happier than sitting down with like a cup of coffee, someone with a girlfriend, um, like you and I have, we've done yeah. virtual Zooms. Really virtuals. Just yep. Yep. We've done virtuals. Yeah. So building that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually the R in it. So there's so many like um, synchronicities in the, in the word courage. Um, the next letter is O for open heart. You've got such an open heart. So what are some of the maybe traits or attributes that having an open heart is or open mind maybe even, Rach? There's two. And I know you understand this. <laughs> I know you will. So you and I both know having an open heart is a, is, it's a blessing and a curse, right? <laughs> yes, it sure is. People make the mistake of that because we have a big heart that we're weak. Even they do that whole thing, kindness, weakness. You and I both know this complete opposite. So having an open heart, I also put walls around it, picks, Mm. to protect myself. Yeah. To protect, you know, we might have open hearts. We might be empathetic people, but we still are strong enough. Yeah. Who to let into our heart and into Mm. our space. Mm-hmm. And we protect it, and I'm okay protecting it. Yeah, and I guess if I can share something personal for me, um, I was in a very narcissistic relationship, and I kept going back to it. Everybody saw that it was not serving me well, but the minute I took my power back, and he stepped away, was like, "Wow!" And I, from then, I've just really developed my own courage muscle. I mean, I've had it all along, but it's really been strengthened. And saying yes. To myself and no to something that wasn't serving me or my family for that matter just gave me such power so having that open heart and yes we may be soft but we're also strong and that's we're such we're both a lot yeah. you and I are both yeah also, we're also lions yeah everybody has their 
thing. Everyone has got their buttons that, like, if someone would say something about my beloved friend Pix, I'd be like, my friend. <laughs> but, yeah. And we and- learn. Like, Pix, I've made mistakes in my life, too. You know, oh, I, I, the lessons, I, I, the things yeah. I know at 45, I wish I would have known in my 20s. And I, I made mistakes. Um, the people I wish I didn't have in my life, yeah, you know, yeah. even though they're there for an experience or well, people are in your life for a reason or a season, they're lessons or blessings, and you know, they're mistakes if you don't learn. That's it. And you know, whilst I've had exactly the same people and events in my life that I would never wish on anyone, as long as I've learned from them, some it's taken me a while to learn the lesson. Yeah, it's like, girlfriend, you need another one, come on. When are you going to learn this? So, yeah. And you're right. Sometimes they're there to learn for us, like, what not to do. Yeah. What not, what we don't want necessarily in the next relationship. (laughs) There are. Yeah, Yeah. we all make. Yeah, fantastic. And our next letter in our Courage acronym, Rach, is you. So what makes Rachel Beck, Rachel Beck, what makes you uniquely you? Because you're bloody amazing. So what's your uniqueness? You know what, Pix? It is taking me years to step into my own skin. Yeah. Years. And I finally have done that. I'm proud to be an Indian Jewish woman. Yes. It's taken me a long time. Raised Not, in America. <laughs> yeah. Just everything to say that it's my. it makes me unique. Mm-hmm. right? And yes, there are other Jewish Indian women out there. I've met them. It's been incredible to meet them. But to step into my own skin yeah, and to understand that I don't need to conform anymore for what society wants me to be. Yeah. What is the accepted version of what a woman should be? And that is something I learned about two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people don't find their purpose or their authenticity. And, you know, they may be suffering imposter syndrome, like living up to who they think they should be or who they think others think they should be. But I'm like you, a kind of a late bloomer. I, I like to say I'm like a good wine. I mature with age and hopefully I've got, gotten better with age. But I'm stepping into my own inner brilliance and absolutely owning that. And not shying away from it. Because like I said, in these times, especially these times, people such as yourself and I need to step up and just own who we are so that we empower others to go, you know what, if she can do it, so can I. Oh, and I'm behind you 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's it takes time. Look, it takes time. I had a, this is a perfect example, Pix. You'll, you'll appreciate this. The other day I was with a woman. And she was feeling, she said, you know, I really want to like do something. She was talking about something she had wanted to do for a long time. She yeah. said, but I really shouldn't spend the money on it. Um, and I said, and she worked really, really hard. I yeah. said, why are you, you know, doing that if you really want to do it? And she said, oh, I feel really guilty, like taking mm-hmm. care of myself, doing something for myself. Yeah. And I said to her, this is what women do. We're constantly toast syndrome. We feed everybody else first and then we eat the burnt toast or the burnt. Yeah. (laughs) I I said, sweet, I hope you do this. Cause she was like lit up talking about me. Her whole face just like radiated. And I said, I hope you do that. I hope it's something, you know, if you really want to do it, do it. Yep. Fantastic. And that's it. Um, Literally just own your integrity, own your authenticity 
own your vulnerability as well. And really, I can say COVID has been a curse for a lot of people and I'm not denying the tragic loss of life and, you know, the trauma and the, the mental health issues, but it's absolutely been a blessing for me because it's like I lost my full-time job and I could have had my own pity party, which I had for like five minutes till I went, you know what, this is time. I literally had the time and I thought I have to step into my own inner brilliance and be uniquely you, uniquely me. So our next letter, and you've already touched on this, Rach, and we have a brilliant one as well. Explain about real relationships. What are they? What do they mean to you? It means I can be who I want to be. Yeah. It means it means it's like I could see it. You and me on a couch, you know, bun in my hair, yep. six o'clock in the morning, having coffee, walking yep. that beach behind yep. you. Yeah, it's being who we want to be, the real yep. us. And honestly, pick some at a point in my life. I don't want a relationship unless it's real. I mean, yep. like life's too short. <laughs> like, yep. too short. Yep. I'm all about building real, real friendships, real relationships. I also keep my eyes open. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think that's something you and I need to do. We know mm-hmm. who our friends are, and to be, you know, be conscious of that. But a real friend is someone that you get up after a whole night of talking, you go get some pancakes, yeah, you know, yeah, and you're just like, okay, let's just go and have a blast, and you can just be. You just can be. just be, yeah. Just be. And yeah. just be like, Picks, let's go have fun on the beach today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In fact, the other day um, I live in a complex with six unit blocks and there's about 160 units. And I know some people are struggling emotionally and I've connected with a few people. So I've asked them individually and privately if they'd like to be involved in a WhatsApp chat. Basically, I've started that. There's half a dozen of us in it just to check in, you know, and just to know that somebody else cares. And and even when my mum was dying, because I was very close to my mum, one of my friends would simply send me an emoji, a love heart or something, and I went, wow, they don't need to say anything. But the fact that they're thinking of me, that's what a real relationship is. And we're talking personal, but you can have professional relationships as well. And we know that people do business with those they know, like, and trust. And it's the same with friends. You hang around, your vibe attracts your tribe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's about, you know, I do the same thing, you know, with my girlfriends too. Like, yeah. you know, my friends live all over the country. And sometimes it's just a quick heart thinking of you. I love you. Yeah, you exactly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. our next letter in our courage acronym is A. A for an amazing attitude. You could have thrown in the towel so many times, Rach, but you have an amazing attitude. So how do you keep your attitude up? By making the conscious choice to do it. Yeah, that is powerful. Can you just repeat that, please? Sure. It, it's making the conscious choice to do that. And making the conscious choice to do that. It is a decision, guys. You can diss me for it, but you decide your attitude. Fantastic. Thank you. And it is a choice, right? Look, Pix, you and I both know we've talked about this. Not every day is rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> you still say that. <laughs> you, know, you know that that's not the way it is. You know, yeah. we, you and I hold on to the days that are really good and wonderful because it helps us get through the rest of the hard days. Yeah. That actually is such a great segue for our next letter, which is G, which is grateful and growing. 
So how are you grateful and how do you feed your mind, body and soul? How do you grow it? I'm grateful every single day. I've had three near-death experiences, so there's not one day that I'm not ungrateful for life. I'm grateful every single day because I've had five parents in my life, my two biological, the mom who died, then the father who I can't find, you know, that I'm looking for, then the two parents who adopted me, and then the woman who saved me and put me in the orphanage, right, who, who took me into her home. I wake up every day thinking about those five people because mm. they all made a choice. Yeah. And that I, f- I feel like I need to honor the choice that they made in picking me. Yeah. Because I was a choice for three of them. And that I don't, there's not a day that goes by that that's not in my heart. Mm. How beautiful is that? And you know, there's a lot of adoptees and foster children out there. So, you know, some are brought up in, sadly, less than positive environments. But, yeah, to, to be grateful for especially those three who did choose you, um, that that's so beautiful and special. And, yeah, just I encourage people to have that grateful heart. And, and I have a gratitude rock placed around my house like in beside my bed and and the gate when I go out so I I think about a few things that I'm grateful for and it doesn't have to be earth-shattering things it can be that the sky is blue today you know that someone held the door open for me it's those small things that just increase your own gratitude and there's um, scientific research about the effects the positive effects of gratitude and meditation and everything like that that raises your vibration and your frequency and and helps you be a much calmer more grounded person so so that's just beautiful and our final letter in our courage acronym rate is e for enjoy life and energy so how I mean, you enjoy life. You, you dance in the circumstances, I like to say, no matter what's going on. So how do you enjoy life? Um, I'm like you. I love nature. That's, that's like crucial for me. So like, so how you and I both, we love our walks. We need to get out by water. That for me yeah. has really important during the pandemic. Yeah. You know, to, to still, because in the beginning, you know, it was like 23 hours home, one hour out mm. and nature is very healing for grounding earthing Mm. it's very very grounding for me i can actually feel it when i don't have a walk (laughs) (laughs) and i walk in the snow the rain it doesn't matter i'm still i'm still gonna do my walk so that's something i would encourage everybody to do yeah it doesn't cost anything everybody can walk Yes, yes. Even if actually, I remember hearing about this lady. She called it the clothesline diet. She was quite large and, you know, had low self esteem and was too embarrassed to go outside, like out in the public. She started walking around her clothesline and then, like, she had to do a lot of laps, but she lost weight. So, for people thinking, I can't go outside, we're in, you know, lockdown, you can, you absolutely can. You know, it's just the space. So get out there and and start enjoying life. Get grounded, as Rach said. Yeah, and I never forget my purpose picks, right? You know, I'm donating part of the proceeds of my book or going back to the orphanage. Yes. I don't forget, I don't forget where I come from. And that is what I am grateful for every single day. Absolutely. Yeah, just so powerful. And um, Rach, 
if we could just close out with one thing that you'd like our listeners to take action on, because whilst knowledge is great, applied knowledge is where the beauty or the magic or the unicorns and rainbows do happen. So what's one, one bit of inspiration about courage that you would like our listeners to take action on right now or right today? Today, I'm going to tell them to surround themselves with the right people who were, are going to lift them up, we're going to motivate them, who's going to inspire them. I'm going to tell them to, the reach, to reach for the stars and to never give up. Mm. And that, that is so important. Picks, I reach, I, I reach, you know, but I'm always going to try. So I'm going to tell them to keep trying. Yeah. And our dreams belong to us and nobody else. No one else, yeah. It is a sacred space in our heart. So I'm going to tell them to keep dreaming. Yeah. And, ho- and be around people who believe in your dreams. They understand what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And and that's so key. Like we, we literally are like the five people we associate ourselves with, as Jim Rowan said. So make sure you associate yourselves with positive people. And it's okay to disassociate yourself from someone that's negative as sad as that might be a family member, but you have to put that metaphorical oxygen mask on yourself and you have to feed your own tank. In fact, I posted today, you know, how much is in your emotional and mental bank account? Make sure you top it up today, whether it be a walk on the beach or the park or your backyard, but, you know, send a message to someone you care about. Bring those people who inspire and influence you to be your best self into your life so it's all about the connections and you know having that open heart being uniquely you and developing those relationships and having an amazing attitude being grateful and enjoying life so thank you so much Rachel oh you top up my tank. I, I love it. Um, you're such a, a wonderful positive role model for not only women, for men as well. Uh, and just love following your journey. You've got such an open heart and love your loads and the fact that we connected uh, and have had beautiful conversations has just really been amazing. So anything else you'd like to add, Rach? Thank you, Pix, for having me <laughs> the show. I love you dearly. I, you know, you and I both know that people, it, it doesn't happen. We meet for a reason. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I know when it's all over and done and we can travel, I'm going to be walking that beach behind you. <laughs> we're going <we're> to plan. <laughs> absolutely. I can't wait to meet all these amazing people in person. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, oh. right? Yeah, I'll come to sunny Des Moines, Iowa, or you yeah. get backside truckside to Sydney, and we'll definitely catch up when this interesting time is over. But that's all good. But yeah, yeah. So I do encourage people to purchase Rachel's book, um, "Finding Your Way When Life Changes Your Plans." Um, and Rach, what's the best way to connect with you? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. So go out and check out Rachel Beck. Um, amazing lady and uh, just beautiful heart-centered gorgeous person so I love you loads right and thank you so much for sharing your courage and, and being so authentic and vulnerable I really appreciate that and wishing you a wonderful evening thank you to the listeners and this has been Pix Jonathan interviewing the amazing Rachel Beck for our guest episode number two thank you You've been listening to the Couragepreneur Podcast.
If you haven't already, please remember to subscribe so you're the first to know each time we publish a new show. Are you ready to live more courageously and be more resilient? And you know this is something you need help with. We've created a gift just for you. It's the Trilogy of Courage special podcast series. And you can access at pixjohnnison.com forward slash podcast series. That's pixjohnnison.com forward slash podcast series. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.